welcome to Luology Zoom with Lou, where we're here to answer some great questions and impart all the knowledge we can. One thing I wanted to mention is that we have added paralegal services and they're really inexpensive. So if anyone is looking to either set up their LLC, whatever, it's like super low flat fees. Um, and you can, it's just on luology.com slash mentors. You'll see essential legal on there and the pricing on everything like trademarks and everything, or if you have a company name, I'll even research it for free. You just send me what you want your company name to be because you're early birders um, here. If you send me what you want your company name to be, all for free, I'll check it and make sure it's free and clear, both regionally and nationally. Um, some of you may not care about national, but if you're going to grow nationally, it's nice to know. And yeah, the, re the reason we add that service, you guys, that we get asked so often, can you help me set up an LLC? Can you review an agreement? Can you create a medical director agreement? You know, et cetera, all these kind of corporate legal things. And obviously, we're not we're not attorneys, so we wanted to find somebody who's the most affordable person out there that understands the med spa world, that if somebody wants that, we can direct, point them in the right direction, you know? So I hope you guys enjoy this. We're going to kick in, but I'm the kind of person that does like putting a formula, a formula to everything because I don't think great service is the only thing and uh, that you need to offer, of course. It's there, and we're going to go into that today. There is a formula that you can use um, that's going to help you test your marketing, um, your marketing processes and to test it out. Hey, David, are you Dennis Thomas? Are you Dennis's business partner? That's correct. Okay, so do you want to speak up or do you want me to ask the question for you? Well, if you want to just ask the question, if anybody else has like question, uh, you know, questions or I can chime in. Yeah, please. I I want to uh, I want to cover what Dennis had sent to me. So if you want to ask in your own words, I, Lewis is going to love answering this question, and then I want to put a formula together for you. Okay. Sure. So go for it. Sure, absolutely. So, um, so it's been about a month or so that we've launched um our real marketing campaign. Um, so we're on social media on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Um. And we have our Google page up and running as well. Um, we have injected a couple of um, clients so far, um, but we're just trying to see if, um, and, and we have been established and have all the paperwork as far as the LLC and we have all mal malpractice insurance. Sure. We actually have a clinical uh, space that we're renting out or subletting right now. Um, but we're just kind of like in a funky situation where we're, we just don't see the clients coming in as as much as we'd like. We paired up with another um, esthetician clinic thinking that, that that person had like, well, was claiming 500 clientele. So we thought, oh, maybe we get like a little bit of trickle from that traffic, but we're not. And so we've actually, um, we've done business cards. We've passed them along. Um, I've actually done like maybe like four by sixes, walked around the city twice, um, passed those out. Um, one lady to, to say, hey, every time I make a, per or someone purchases from my store, I'm gonna throw um, like your card into their bag. And I said, oh, that's great. Um, I, I'm also a member of CrossFit. So my local CrossFit uh, actually is actually helping me design. Um, we have like a pride workout. So afterwards, the pride workout, we're gonna actually have a table uh, for like networking. Um, but it's just 
we're not getting a lot of clientele on traffic and we just don't know is this something that we just need to be patient right now continue what we're doing or is it is there a general guideline in regards to a timeline so for example if six months this this continues should we do something different or hold tight and then just keep doing it because we crank out um social media posts every day on instagram and on facebook uh so we do have a campaign running um which we have somebody like who's it's actually my partner's wife who's happens to be until in marketing for 20 years so she's helping as well we're just trying to see what else we could do to have print materials is part of it's like number nine on the formula and print is extraordinarily important what you're saying and how you look in that is so important and do you have a qr code on that people are using qr codes more than ever especially since covid everyone right. now is using qr codes and knows how um so that's super important too to answer your first question you know how long does it take to get rocky and rolling to make money um so i've started uh one, two, like six businesses over the years. And not one of them has just taken off. I'm not saying it doesn't happen every now and then. I see friends that'll do that with something like cool technology or, you know, just right place, right time. But I would say that's that's the exception, not the rule in every business. I mean, shit, when I started National Laser 20 years ago, we were doing just initially, it was about a year and a half of training people in the world with laser before we stepped into injections and things like that. And I remember our first class uh, had three attendees and I put a year of time and money into developing. I think I sunk a couple hundred grand into it in time and money. I'm a pump. I'm excited. Did everything I could think of. And I had three people show up for my first class. My second class, nobody showed up for. I wanted to cry. <laughs> my third class, one gal flew in from Alaska. Her friends this day, her name's Allison. And then slowly it evolved by me making changes and adjustments. So changes and adjustments. I went from being just laser hair removal uh, to estheticians to laser hair removal and photofacial and tattoo removal. And then I evolved to marketing, not just estheticians, but cosmetologists and career changers. Then we added the medical world for Botox and fillers. And then I would say um, through stumbling across certain things that worked and didn't work, I kind of found my niche. And I found my magic um, with digital marketing. I found my magic with uh, SEO marketing, search engine optimization. So for example, you know, you, you, you find out on Google what people search for the most, which is a free tool on Google AdWords. And you find out, okay, you know, if you type, if you give them the word Botox, it'll give you 10,000 phrases of what people are typing in. And so we would get those top 10 phrases, you know, uh, best Botox location, best nurse practitioner who provides Botox, what does Botox cost? And then we'd integrate those phrases into our content on these organic web pages. And in a period of like, I think it was like, I don't know, three months, six months, we started moving and grooving and that got a lot of momentum for us. And then we started getting some cash flow. We used that cash flow because I'd run out of money. I'd probably down to God knows what in the bank. Then we started doing the paid marketing, you know, the Google pay-per-click and then evolved to this and that. So it was, it's an evolution. And in every business I've ever done, God, it's been the same way. It's like you go down this road, then you adjust, you change it, you try different things. And let me give you a quick example of a nurse practitioner that I helped launch a company for literally two months ago um, in San Antonio, Texas. We were talking about, you know, how can she drive traffic? And what we decided to do, first she was going to get like a little, you know, 600 square foot space and have two treatment rooms and blah, blah, blah. She expanded her space to about, um, I think it was like maybe five or six treatment rooms. And she did a combo of actual medicine, the nurse practitioner stuff, um, and the aesthetics. And her, her, our game plan was, okay, even though she wanted to fade out of being a nurse practitioner and traditional medicine into aesthetics, we basically said, okay, 
you got a following of all these people. They love you. They like you. They come to these different things. So she's continuing to be a nurse practitioner, you know, just family practice things and some hormones and things like that for the sole purpose of using that traffic, those people that are coming for her, for her bread and butter, what she knows. And then, of course, X percent of those for free, she can, you know, she can market to it. And now she's really starting to grow her practice kind of in that avenue. So I'm a big fan of digital marketing. And I think that everybody should spend a little bit of money on paid boosts on Facebook and Instagram and on Google pay-per-click uh, and just kind of dabble until you figure it out. Very few medical professionals I know have a marketing or business background. They're providers. They go to med school. There's no business courses. They kind of stumble through. They start a business. It's just not their thing. They know how to provide great practice in medicine. They're not marketing people by trade. So they'll go out there and they'll hear, okay, Google pay-per-click is great. And so is social media. They'll pay a couple thousand dollars a month for AdWords that, you know, when somebody types in Botox for you to get the traffic and then it doesn't really work and people aren't calling them and they aren't emailing them and they're wondering what went wrong because they're not really using the analytics. So when I say analytics, let's say you go out and you spend $500 on people searching for how much does Botox cost? And for those $500, let's say you, you spend a dollar per click per visitor. So you get 500 visitors, but nobody calls you and nobody emails you. You get pissed off. You want to sue Google. You want to throw in the towel. But the way to look at it is you got to analyze. You got to use data and analytics. Say, okay, 500 people came to my website or my social media page. Why did nobody call me? Why did nobody email me? And then you ask them your friends and you show them what your web pages look like and what your print looks like and what your social looks like. And you and you show them the top 10 other people on Google or Facebook. And you ask them, hey, who would you call? Who would you message and why? And all of a sudden you quickly realize like, oh shit, they had some good testimonials and they had a better looking website or they had a better offer or whatever it is. And then you adjust it and you tweak it. I'm not saying that you knock them off, but you take those elements that's working for other people. And then you put in your flavor, your twist, your special sauce, your angle. And then all of a sudden out of 500 people, you know, 10% or 50 people are asking you a question and 10% of those 50 people are buying from you. And even though five people isn't going to make you rich, if five people spend 3000 bucks a year, that's $15,000 in revenue. Now $15,000 isn't going to make anybody a superstar. But $15,000 off that one campaign, you do that 10 times, you got 150 grand a year. You do 100 times, you got you know 1.5 million, it evolves. So it's testing, testing, testing. It's analyzing the data and it's not being too smart for own good. It, it's getting other people involved, getting focus groups. And just, it just, it just, you just gotta keep going and going and going and ask yourself, what can I try new? What can I try new? And you try this, but don't throw in the towel on things that fail until you've analyzed them, you've talked to third parties, and you've dug in really deep and said, well, gosh, maybe this didn't work. I got I got the 50 phone calls. I got the 50 emails, but blah, blah, blah. There's three major things that you really need to look at um, when you're uh, when you're doing marketing to make sure that you're doing the right things because you can to totally get it wrong, right? So one of the first things, absolutely, Lewis, it's the analytics. Learn how to use the keyword search uh, tool of Google Analytics. So there's a Google key phrase term. You're, you're just in analytics. You put in the key phrase um, and then it can tell you. Um, it even tells you, it shows you ads too. Facebook has this too, where you can, when you get into their ads area, it'll even show you ads that are performing really well and what key phrases they're using. So um, just, you know, you want to do competitive information like that when you use SpyFu. Um, it also will tell you what keywords are really um, are important. And it might be saturated. 
Um, the second thing to look for is, you know, are you doing your marketing right? It's what we talked about. Is what you're saying the right thing to say? Is your messaging great? Does it look great? Does it feel great? Is it actually saying the right things? Is it asking too much in one piece? You know, that kind of thing. So once you hone it in, um, then you end up getting very, very successful because you've honed it in and you're getting your messages. The biggest mistake you can make to think that you're not offering the right thing and just assume that. You wanna do your keyword research first. You wanna also act like you're a consumer. Get on and do a search online on Google, right? When I said before I went to Laser Hair Mold for the facial etc. Let me let me preface that by saying, I didn't just do it on a whim to add more service. I did it because the people that were asking questions to me about my courses were saying, oh, well, do you have Tattoo removal, do you have body cutting? And I was like, oh, no, no, no. All I got is laser hair removal training. So obviously I quickly learned what they wanted. They wanted this comprehensive package of laser hair removal, put a facial, blah, blah, blah. And so, so yeah, you kind of evolve with the market need, you know? You're sort of getting to my number 10 here is let your clients tell you and really pay attention. Don't jump at every single thing one person says. Really look for trends in that. And they'll tell you, I tried, you know, this one sucks and that one's really gross and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We need a good place to go to. We love you guys. You know, when you get that kind of, that's almost number 10 on the list, but it's extraordinarily important. The first thing to do is to know, number one, what are you doing wrong with your marketing by doing your research? Then also act like a consumer online in your neighborhood. Look for Botox and fillers or like specific long tail stuff. Like how do I get rid of crow's feet, blah, 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 you know, and, and uh, in, you know, your town, say your town name, see what comes up, right? And then if you can somehow get a feel for how booked out they are, if they're booked out for two weeks, that's a great opportunity. If they look really crappy and you think you could beat them, that's great. If they're raking it in and doing really, really well, there might be also an opportunity for you because they're creating the, they're doing the marketing. Lewis loves this, right? They're doing the marketing for you. They're creating the awareness and the demand. They're probably booked out and people are looking, I can't, I need to get in before because the wedding is two weeks and whatever, right? The last three nurse practitioners that I put in business, I would say, None of them killed it in the first year. I, I think the first year they all stumbled through it. They made who knows, 30, 40, 50 grand, whatever they whatever they made. Um, and they kept their out of the practice. The end of the second year, they were making as much as they made as an NP. And then also the third year, fourth year, fifth year, then, then they're kicking ass and rocking and rolling. But the ones that did it the fastest, my friend Chris in Nevada, for example, um, we set up like a almost like an anti-aging business where it's the aesthetics, it's the hairdresser. It's the nail tech. It's a permanent makeup girl, blah, blah, blah. You know, massage therapy, like six or seven different things. And we did that because she was freaked out about paying 3,500 bucks a month rent because it's a brand new startup and she's got, you know, bills to pay and kids to feed. And she wanted to go find a place that was like 900 bucks a month, right? That she could afford. And I said, well, what if I can get you to 3,500 bucks a month for free? She goes, keep talking. And so basically, you know, we found people to pay X rent for each room that was lower than market. The market to rent a room was 800 bucks. We gave it to them for 600 bucks. So all of a sudden, all the people that are renting from her paid her rent. And those people drove traffic to her. She didn't take a cut of their business. They just drove traffic. So we're about to launch a class there. I didn't tell you this, but in IV infusions, the reason we're doing that is trending very strong where there's so many providers. It used to just be the naturopathic physicians, the functional medicine people that do the, you know, the vitamin C infusions and the, the weight loss infusion and blah, blah, blah. 
now, I mean, I feel it's becoming part of our medical aesthetics world. It's, it's, it's part of the anti-aging, holistic medical aesthetics. Somebody comes in, they're sitting there, you just hook them up on the drip. It takes you, what, two minutes to, you know, put put it in their veins and you walk away for 40 minutes. Now, you know, they're asking you questions about what else you do. And so there's all types of things that you can add that are simple things to do that will maybe attract people that are looking for a vitamin C thing. And, you know, that costs you literally, I think the cost is like 30 bucks and you sell it for 200 or whatever it is. The profit margins are great. The only downside is it takes up a bed. And so you'd have to have the kind of space to do that, right? Depends on the size of your place, right? Don't chase success. Um, really let it grow organically and enjoy every second of it. Enjoy your life. Press a restart button at work and just see it as you're doing profit-centered marketing. You're getting paid to be there and you're marketing with people. Just It's about changing your mentality and being able to jumpstart. Um, some success with that new yeah. way of looking at things. Yeah, I think a lot of people step into this business or any business and they get excited. It's a booming market. There's a lot out there. There's income potential. And you know they want the crowds to just flood in the door. And I wish that happened. It never happens in any business in the world, unfortunately. Um, but once you get rolling, once you start building some recognition, once you start building a brand, you start slowly getting traffic and referrals, then... This is a $16 billion marketplace and you will make great money because the market's there, the demand's there. It's growing like crazy, which is the reason ABV spent $70 billion to buy Elegant and all, all the big boys are, you know, getting in, getting in the, all the big pharmaceutical guys are getting in the game. So uh, this market, you guys, is growing like freaking crazy, um, but it takes time. Yeah, it, it does take time. So I'm going to tell you something that we have done that we know works. We do a, a long form interview and then each question is its own topic. So each question is a topic that you're going to want to get out to people that's going to pull people in the door, right? So one might be about Botox, one might be about semaglutide, if that's what you're doing, or hormones or peptides, whatever it is, right? And that also gets optimized. It gets beautiful. It has your logo on it, it has calls to action on it. And then it gets loaded into YouTube. We create a blog post and the blog post has keywords in it. Google owns YouTube and YouTube is the largest search engine in the world. So don't ignore it, right? So with the blog, you have some text, you have a video, the video links to your YouTube. And then what you're doing is email marketing with something that pulls them to your blog post. They're interacting with it, clicking on it, going to your YouTube. But also when people are doing search, you know, they're searching, your videos are coming up. And people click on videos before they click on anything in print, like any printed words, right? So that's that's been something that's really gaining traction. And then keeping your Google My Business page up to date, like keeping new things. And it takes videos too. Just keep getting new little things posted in your Google My Business page. First, it was a phone. And then the phone kind of died away because nobody uses their phone anymore. And then it was the email. Then it was texting. Now it's the chat. Now people want a quick question and quick response. You know? When you evolve, if like I freak out, if my team of, I got 100 people on staff, let's say maybe 20 are selling something, education or services, whatever. And if they don't respond in three to five minutes, I freak out. I just freak out. I, I, I want three to five seconds, but I realize that's not practical because they're on the phone or talking to somebody else. So, and so my mind goes, if I can't get back to them in three to five minutes, what can I create? What can I use for bots and artificial intelligence to kind of look like I'm replying to them like Amazon does the customer servicing? But yeah, you guys have jobs. You're working. You're doing things. You can't, you can't do that, right? 
So you got to do what Erica said. You got to get the email and then you contact them later on when you're available. But as you grow and evolve, you'll have that full-time person who's there, boom, 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 being totally responsive. And as you guys know, when you're shopping different things out there, the people that are really responsive to you usually get the business, you know, providing they're good at what they do and have good experience. I mean, that to me, it's all about responsive. If somebody takes, you know, if somebody doesn't pick up the phone, I'm not going to call them again. If they take an hour to get back to me, that's, that's just me. I don't know how you guys are, but we live in that kind of boom, boom, boom world, I find. Like, I don't know. Um, I always said when I'm coaching people, entrepreneurs, and say, you want a successful business, the best thing to think of is like, how could people die if they don't use your services, right? And this is tough because aesthetics is not a life or death thing. It's usually, you know, a luxury, right? But when you think about it this way, if you're doing things like weight loss or body contouring, whatever it might be, um, if you're working in a hospital, get to know the bariatric surgeons, get to know the orthopedic surgeons, and not even the surgeons, you could, but the MAs, like anyone working at the desk, anyone, case managers are the best, um, anyone, because what matters to them is their surgical outcomes, right? And if, if someone's high risk, if you can be the one who saves them and can help, like you can help stimulate their metabolism, you can help stimulate a new healthy path for them, do some targeted fat loss or like skinny shots, whatever, um, something that's going to just get them going in the right direction so they can lose the weight to get that surgery they need on their back or their knee or their hip or their shoulder, whatever it might be, right? Um, think that way. Like, how can what I do, I know it's hard when you're doing fillers and Botox and stuff, but um, what can I, you know, how can what I do make all the difference in the world to an audience that someone else is already serving? Think that way and then go after that audience. B to B to C is the most powerful way to grow. Okay, we have another question. Are you ready? My employer is assigning a very small room for re relocating some of our med spa treatments due to the size. I think it'll be used mainly for injections, fillers, etc. There really isn't room for a bed. Any tips on creating special relaxing spa space, especially when there are size challenges? I know you you love this stuff, Lou. So. Um, yeah, so I find that a lot of people that we inject they don't need to be flat down on a bed. They're they're cool kind of being kind of upwards like that. So you really could, you don't have to have the bed down. Like so many, we're all used to doing that, but I can't tell you how many times I've been injected sitting straight up in a chair, just like this. Somebody pops in my office. They put a filler Botox in my face, just like I'm sitting right now. So you really, they don't really need the flat bed area. They, they can, they can condense the space just, just doing that alone, you know? And by the way, through the use of Keller's, you guys, um, I'm designing actually in the process of, doing a house in San Francisco and a location in Chicago. And our goal is to make it look as spacious as possible. So when you do that, you know, you obviously don't use dark colors like charcoal gray and black because that kind of close in. You use kind of like the light bright, the light wood floors and the white walls. And there's, the, you know, and you, you, you don't use this huge chandelier in a small space. That looks like you use a smaller one. It makes the space look bigger. So there's a lot of creative design things that people can do in scenarios like that. So the other thing I wanted to talk about too is um, even, you know, this whole topic, I do want to stay on topic here about how you make the best choices of what you can, what you offer and how you, what's your advice on that, Lewis, of uh, when someone's got training and everything, you know, and now they have to make the decision. Um, what's your advice? Um, I, I think people make the mistake of always doing what they think is the most popular in demand thing. 
And I think you're you're always going to make more money if you find something that you really dig and you have a passion for and you love because you don't even know it, but naturally your enthusiasm, your vibe, your messaging is so much better. And the way we make money in the business world is by being a storyteller and talking about the great experiences that happened to us, the great stories and this great result. And so, you know, I, I'm a big fan of just finding something to focus on. I mean, like if you're doing fillers, I mean, yeah, you're going to do all the fillers, but focus on something like mark yourself as lips and only lips or or, you know, or, or Glabella, Angry 11's on it. Just focus, find something that intrigues you. And then all your messaging and all your marketing, your social media, just focus on that one thing. And you'll be thinking, well, gosh, Lewis, I'm kind of narrowing my audience. Why would I just do um, lips? Because what if the person wants cheeks done and this and that? Well, that's okay. There's gonna be a million people looking for just lips. And if I was looking to get my lips done, I want somebody that does lips all day long. I don't want somebody that does lips and Botox and pediatric threads and sclerotherapy and blah, 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 blah. I want somebody that does lips all day long. Like when I was getting divorced, you guys, and I'm looking for a divorce attorney, um, I talked to five different attorneys and I hired the one that did divorce all day long, not the one that did divorce and personal injury and business law and entertainment, blah, blah, blah. Like jack of all trades, master of none, right? So I, I think when you're starting a business, you got to be the expert of something. So, you know, I used to be the expert of lasers. Now we're the experts at lasers and injectables and blah, blah, blah. You evolve. You know, Amazon started with, they were the expert of just books, right? For years and years, Amazon, speaking of slow starts, it's not only they lose money for eight years, but they lost billions of dollars of the public's money, but they were, they're niche. They were an expert on just books. But as we all know, they sell a few more things now than just books. So I'm a big believer in niche marketing and finding, being the expert of something, whatever that something is for you, that's up to you to decide, not for me to tell you what's hot. Because trends like the semi-gluten, that's hot. But a year from now, everybody, their mother, brother, sister will be doing it. It'll be a dollar an ounce or whatever. And it'll be tougher. So find something that's, sustainable it's been around for years and years and years and find your angle find your niche to it but you definitely want to find your angle and find your people because when you life is so much bigger than we think it is it's so much bigger and you're here for a reason and as long as you're running your business and growing your business not grateful for the moment you're making a big mistake number one and not being present wherever you are and grateful for that job you have that's funding your business and your growth right and that's giving you clients like look for the opportunities and things to be grateful for in the the things you're getting thrown into and i just want to make sure that you take that seriously and also don't run your business thinking oh how did they run businesses um, you really want to follow your instincts and really stick to what's going to make you happy. We do the same thing here. I know it sounds funny, but like Marissa, Lucas and I will talk, we'll have our team meeting and we'll, and Luke too, we'll, we'll talk about like, okay, what makes us happy? What do we want to do for people? So you really need to pay attention to number one, like maybe you even have to ask your instructor, what was I really good at? Because, you know, instructors can see very clearly what people are good at, what they're not good at. You know, most people don't realize that the profit margins, like you said, on lasers are much higher than injections. The average profit margin on a laser technology treatment is about 75% gross profit. So, you know, if if, if you're selling something for a thousand bucks, you know, it's going to cost you, got a high end, probably, probably even 20%, probably 20, 200, it'll cost you 200 bucks at most, maybe even less, you know, versus the injectables. A lot of times it's a hundred percent markup. You got to get rocky and rolling. So the margins are really strong, but there's an investment. There's a, there's a monthly cost involved. The only thing in the injectable world currently that I feel has a huge profit margin, like huge is PDO threads. PDO threads is a large, large, large profit margin, unlike anything I've seen. I lied. I lied. There's one thing that's more. 
sclerotherapy. You paid nothing for that little saline solution. It probably cost me, I don't know, 10 cents, 20 cents. You sell it for, most people charge 250 bucks, 300 bucks for 15 minutes. So it's $1,000 an hour and you're like, no product cost. Then PDO threads after that. Sclerotherapy is a little more niche. I think PDO threads, a non-surgical facelift using sutures. I, I love that. I, I actually want to get some for a little drooper on my mouth right now because I'm in my 50s and I'm getting that. But um, that is a really nice profit margin. So you could actually get to the profit land faster on that than you ever will on a Botox or a filler. You know, so it's, there's give and take. It takes time. It takes time. So knowing that, you know, you said you've only got a couple of clients. Okay, well, ask yourself this question. Those three or five clients that come in, what's been your follow-up? Have you emailed them? Have you texted them? Have you reached out to them by phone? You know, what have you done to stay in front of them on a regular basis? Because the key to marketing, once you get something in the door, you got to continuously stay in front of them and not always trying to sell them. I don't mean stay in front of them with buy one, get one free, 20% off. I mean, some, something of value, something of interest. And so whether it's a newsletter of latest and greatest things happening in anti-aging or, 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 or hey, do you know that Kim Kardashian just did this injectable treatment and we're offering it now too, or just whatever maybe you just want to stay in front of them and they're going to start asking you questions about a different service. You may think, oh, they're just, I'm not going to see them for three months, four months until they do the next Botox. No. A Botox client can turn into a fillers client, can turn into this and that and blah, blah, blah. So, so the name of the game is staying in front of people. They say in the marketing world, you know, somebody has to, well, they have to, somebody has to see you three times, a billboard, a radio, a TV, a Google, a social media before they buy from you the first time. I think it's the same thing for existing clients. Even though somebody's bought from you, you got to stay in front of them in different ways and different avenues through social media and emails and, and just be front of mind. And then you'll notice that person who only spent a thousand bucks comes back and spends 3000 more. So I, one of my biggest business mistakes I ever made, Erica, was in my internet company. Um, I spent so much time hustling for the next new client. And I had thousands and thousands of clients in my database. And if you're, oh, well, they aren't buying much more. Let me find the next new client. If I just cultivated my, my bread and butter in front of me, I would have made so much money in quicker. But I was, I, my mind was in the wrong place. I kept thinking that next new client. But I had people in front of me that I could talk to. And I, I didn't, it's kind of like love is blind. Sometimes you don't see what's right in front of you, you know? So hopefully you guys appreciate all that. We appreciate you guys hopping on tonight. We hope to see you next time. Keep the questions flowing in. Send, send us questions. We'll try to bring them up in the future episodes. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Bye for Have now. Have a good night.